and Bull podcast, a weekly comedy and history podcast. You get both. You get both of them right here. Where me and shrimp and shrimp. There's shrimp all over the floor, but there's more on that. I'm Spencer. Throw Faust. another shrimp on this Barbie. And the man with all the shrimp on the floor would be uh, Nathan, the anonymous one. Uh huh. Not sure what we're going for here, but Nathan, on July sixth, seventeen forty-seven. Oh, oh, okay. July 6th, 1747. So not quite, not quite time for America yet, but it's right around our birthday. Exactly. It's getting, we're getting close. John Paul was born in a small cottage in Arbidland. Yeah. John Paul? Yeah, John Paul. Not Sean Paul. Not, not, oh, no, not, not Sean Paul. No, 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 not Sean Paul. (laughs) Okay. And not John Paul II because he was Pope. And I don't think he was a vampire man. No, we're not discussing a pope, and we're not discussing Sean Paul, the famous pop singer. I I feel like he might be a rapper. I don't know if pop singer. Brittany, if Sean Paul's was he a rapper or a pop singer? I I think Sean Paul was a rapper. Kind of both, you think? Okay, all right. I am not going to Brittany as my default pop culture uh, iconographer. That's fair. You shouldn't, but you should go to her as your default Sean Paul resource. That reggae. And Shaggy. That and Shaggy. Reggae. Yeah. Reggae. He reggae is defined really. as a reggae artist. You know what, Brittany? It was reggae. You were wrong. It makes sense. He's from Kingston, Mon. Yeah, for Sean Paul. Doubt. Yeah, she said doubt. Just the singular emotion, doubt. I, I don't... This We're not playing L.A. Noir, Brittany. You don't she just might do be. that. While his father, John Paul Sr., worked as a gardener, Jones found his calling at sea, earning an apprenticeship with the British Merchant Marine at the age of 12. Nope. Oh, a 12-year-old Merchant Marine. Uh-huh. So, like, his voice is cracking, he's finding out all new things about his body, and he's <laughs> fighting on the high seas? He's old enough to get a boner, and he's old enough to sail the high seas. <laughs> get the fuck out of Dad's garden. Yeah, that all jives. He became an apprentice to John Younger, a Scottish merchant shipper, and John Paul sailed as a cabin boy on a ship to Virginia. Oh, goody. Come on down. Virginia, a place that has no problematic things going on right now. Absolutely none. Younger, his master, uh, well, his business fell through entirely. So John, without a job on a new continent, uh, <laughs> that's kind of like a bit of a far away from home situation. Finds quick work with a Jamaican ship that was in the Oh, area. God! Is that, are we blackfacing? Are we Are we really doing the Virginia prequel? It's Now, listen, it's not blackfacing if they're actual Jamaicans and or people that sail to and from Jamaica and also aren't painting their face black. Um, okay. But Good similarly, to know. That part, that part was important because you could absolutely be in blackface and go to Jamaica. That's Yeah, that's true. It would be a bad place to go of all places. All right. <laughs> now, while they weren't blackfacing... Okay. There was another problematic thing about this ship, which is that it was it was doing the slave thing. Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought that was what was going to happen, and I was trying to detour to the goof town with some uh, some blackface, but no, so no, yeah, that's right. So detour was something thing. also racist. Yeah, but mine's more. Lo- no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so no, John- bad all around. So John spent two years working with the slavers until he was personally too grossed out by the actual practice of human trafficking. Uh, and decided that he would find the next boat back to Scotland. Woo! Yeah. So on the, the highlands, back, where we don't uh, own people. On the boat back, though, uh, the two top dudes on the ship uh, just up and died of a fever. Just a, a oh, 
a brotherly fever, maybe. they Maybe they were so, sharing a bed or a, a steering so, wheel. So the skipper and Gilligan are dead of the fever, and now it's the professor's turn to take the wheel. Uh, I appreciate your attempt at the reference. I'm pretty sure Gilligan was neither of those roles, but all right. No, Gilligan was the first Gilligan was the first mate. The, you said the top two guys on the boat. Captain that's a, first that, mate. That's, that's, that's good a, boat logic. That's a clumsy fucking first mate. Why was he in charge? Honestly. Well, that was the funny. That was where the comedy stemmed from. Yeah, all right. Maybe he was an apprentice. He was just he was trying to learn the ropes. He was the he was the skipper's little buddy. <laughs> but John, and an experienced sailor, a master sailor, um, takes the reins and gets the but ship home. A master home. sailor. What is he now? Thirteen? Like yeah, he's about fourteen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, takes the reins and gets the ship home in one piece. And because of this feat, the authorities that be uh, granted John the title of master. He's Boatmaster now. Boatmaster! Boatmaster and Commander! Licensed to boat. So in 1772, he purchased a vessel in the West Indies. Uh, but the following year, mutiny struck. Aboard the HMS Bounty? <laughs> uh, after killing the ringleader of a mutiny crew, uh, John suspected that, that, that since there weren't uh, the proper amount of witnesses around... Um, he might be accused of, like, straight-up murder, or he might be accused of starting the mutiny. He was like, ah, this looks bad. I'm in a bad spot. I've killed a man at the least the opportune time. The optics of you murdering this guy were not great, is what you're saying. Exactly. He killed okay. a bad guy, supposedly killed the man running the mutiny, but he was also so guilt-ridden about it that he fled the scene entirely. So Yeah, and, and, and if there's one thing that the innocent do, it is definitely flee the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. Granted, he's in the company of sailors who I believe are very quick to just throwing people off boats and well, sinking yeah, them. I mean, mutiny. You know, when you when you talk about mutinies, it's very rarely not on a boat. It's like, listen, I understand it looks guilty if you're if you're fleeing a crime you're innocent of. But also, if I was like, you know, at risk of being uh, dragged under yeah. a ship, I might just escape the no, trial I say entirely. That. I say that, I've also seen The Fugitive, and sometimes you gotta run because you didn't kill your wife. I mean, sometimes it's the thing you do. That's true. That's true. So he fled the islands on his own and escaped the trial. I'm assuming he got, he hitched a rowboat and he just, he was like, you know what? I'm going back to Virginia. <laughs> Woo! Back where they- I didn't get enough of that, I didn't get enough of that slavery the first time around. Let's get back to that. <laughs> Scotland was out of the question, apparently. He was like, nope, back to America. That's, that's the next best solution I've got. If I go home to dad, I'm a failure. So he goes yeah, to Virginia. He, he doesn't look good in a kilt. What do you say? That's, you know what? That's true. That's true. You know what he looks better in? Revolutionary yeah. uniform. Oh, God, no. Because this is 1772 that he has fled. Oh, dearie me. Is he, is he on, which side of this, uh, of this awful war is he on? Uh, he's on the American side. He's on the, he's okay, on the independent right. side. Okay. All right. All right. The, the fuck you taxes side. All right. All right. So he heads back to America after two years on the lamb. So more accurately, it's he, you know, he fled the islands in 1773, made it to America after about two years, and he heads to Fredericksburg around the time the revolution's breaking out, and he gets word uh, of the he gets word of the revolution, and he's like, you know what, I've got Scottish heritage, maybe fuck the British. So he sides with the colonists. <laughs> now, now, in his defense, at the time. You basically just needed any heritage that wasn't British to yep. say fuck the British in 1772. <laughs> like, they didn't have... It, it is the equivalent of saying America sucks right now. It's really easy, because, yeah, of course they suck. Jones, having spoken to a French person once, said fuck the British. <laughs> so, 
He yeah, to, yeah, yeah. He went to Philadelphia and was commissioned a senior lieutenant in the new Continental Navy. The brand new sticker is still on, the plastic's still on, Continental Navy. Uh, a Navy known for its many, 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 many victories. I can't name one. It's many, many boats. They one. had uh, no boats. They didn't have boats, but they yeah, established I, a Navy. I seem to remember in Mel Gibson's classic, The Patriot, uh, a lot of French boats showed up. Not a lot of uh, American boats. That's a pretty good recollection of how it works. Um, dude's got a boat license, though, so they were like, God, it'd be kind of dumb if we put him on land. All right, you're in charge of the boat. boat things. Now, someone find him a boat. Somebody get this man a boat. So now, he goes... Now, now I, we, we, we remember during the Civil War, uh, just because you're in the Navy during wartime doesn't mean you have to be anywhere near the actual conflict. These guys, you could go fuck off to Australia for all we know. That's a possibility entirely, but first he's got to get the boat. So America and its colonies... Uh, by the way, we're too busy, you know, doing this whole war thing and independence uh, to, like, look into Jones's past and find out that he may have done, you know, like a, a pirate murder. But Possibly. whatever. If you haven't done one pirate murder, I feel like you don't get your pirate wings. That's actually valid. I don't think they'll let you step foot on a boat if you haven't, you know, either you contracted scurvy or killed a man. A man. In, if you haven't murdered a man in cold blood on the sea, I don't know how you advance in, in, in captainhood. Now, here's the thing. America, little baby. Little baby legs, little baby muskets, baby hands. There's no navy. So they just have like a handful of dudes on one boat. And they're like, you're the navy. We, <laughs> wait, we could go, wait, Nathan. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. We, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they have, they have one. So like that picture of George Washington going across the Delaware. That's the navy right there? That's Basically, their navy? We could that's go it? get in a yacht with a box of firecrackers and essentially cosplay the Navy of 1775. Like, No, if we got in a yacht with some firecrackers, we could take on the American Navy in 1775. <laughs> we would be a legitimate threat. This is obviously a little bit of an exaggeration, but the U.S. Navy was dramatically unequipped for a revolution. On land, we could, like, hide in trees and shit. On the yeah, sea... Yeah, it's hard. There's not a lot of trees in the sea. Not, not a lot of trees in the Atlantic. Hard, hard to do guerrilla warfare in the middle of the uh, uh, Atlantic. Now, Jones started off by attacking the invading British ships off the American coastline. You know, just Not took his wise. chances. Took his chances on the ships that were invading. And he expanded his operations from there. He upgraded to captain of the USS Providence, a prize that Ooh. he had taken from the British. Well, as you do, you have no boats. You're in America. You got to steal your boats. Exactly. It's like it's like a petri dish of little single cell organisms. You just got to swallow up the small ones, and then you become a navy. So he skirmishes. Yeah. Uh, he wins his skirmishes on America's coast, and then he decides, "All right, guys, I'm bored here. Let's take the fight to the British." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 See, if there's one thing I remember, it wasn't a lot. Now, when you say take it to the British, do you mean like some British boats, or is he sailing this thing to Manchester and going like just fuck off? Because wow. I don't remember, I don't remember a lot of tales of American uh, uh, retaliation well, in England. I okay, so like obviously that'd be ridiculous. He sails north to Nova Scotia. The nearest, you know, British colonies. That that makes sense. That does make sense. Makes more sense. Um, and then he captures more British ships in Nova Scotia. And okay. capturing ships, Nathan, is like a gateway drug. Because after winning his battles on the North American coast, he said, yeah, I'm going to France. Um, okay. I'm a kid. Uh, huh? All right. He, we're not. Um, sir. 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 We, um, question the first. Of course. Yeah. I see a we're hand not, in the back. 
we're not fighting France at the time, if I remember correctly, right? Well, um, England's, like, basically next door to France. No, no, no. I get, like, proximity that's a thing, but that would be the equivalent of saying he, he, he beat the British and got emboldened, so he went to Spain. Like, they're not – those aren't sequiturs. They're, they, there's no connection. Let's assume he's talking about I'm going to France where I'm going to conquer the English Channel. How about that? I, I, but then wouldn't you just say he goes to the English Channel? The French thing seems like a diversion. His wording was very French. I, I mean, and again, Benny Franks is over there. If there's one dude you want, and let's be real, he wanted to go chill with Franklin. He, he wanted, wanted to go get some French of that weird. He wanted to go. I mean, Ben Franklin is is the closest thing to a, a I don't know, a weird pimp-like character of the 1700s. Uh, you, you go hang out with that guy. You get the chlamydia. You deal with it. I believe episode one described him as the pimp science inventor of America. It did, and is still. To this day, probably my favorite just single sentence we've ever uttered on recorded audio. So the French are our buddies. He's like, all right, we're going to go with the French. And then from the French, we're going to fuck up England. It was en route to France. Yeah. Okay. So um, just one more. Sorry. Sorry. Of guy, guy, got to interrupt again. Uh, sorry. Right. Minor question. Um, how many times has attacking England from coastal Europe been an effective strategy? I'm going to double-check my thing. Uh, uh, up to this point in history, not at all. Well, that's actually, that's it, that's incorrect. The Norman Conquest was a thing, but since then... Right, it's right. It's not a great idea. It, it's like attack, it's like a land war in Russia in the wintertime. You just ever don't do it. Ever since, uh, you know, the English language became what it is, and uh, up until the Blitz... Uh, yeah, not- Even the Blitz didn't really- I mean, they stiff upper lipped their way through it. They still bombed the fuck out of every city in England, like- But they stiff- their lips were stiff! Every city in England- every city in the UK, I mean. England is a city. Anyway. England- no, uh, Hang yeah. on, hold up, hold up. You no, just- England's did, Hold country. on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you have to, because there, like, there are times- there are times when you say funny things and I make fun of it, but you just said England is a city, yeah, and, and I I've, can't I can't even be tangentially associated with I'm, that. Mm, this never happened. It was en route to France that Jones and his ship were saluted by the French Admiral Lamo Piquet. <laughs> just like in passing as they went by, like, eh, governor, governor. Mm-hmm. Now, you might think that's just a little hello, but that is the first American vessel to ever be recognized by a foreign power. <laughs> that's... That's so that's such a minor Xbox achievement that you just unlocked there. Like, recognized by the French as a real boat. Like what? What were they gonna do? Just ignore them? Like pretend they don't see them and like like Exa walk or, on by? Or shoot at them like they're pirates? You know? Well, I mean, but they're te I mean they're on the same side. We are fighting with, with the French are our, our homies. Lafayette exactly. Was there. But they've given us a formal salute. We've been recognized as a navy, and John a jaunty, Paul's, a, a jaunty, how do you do? And and John Paul Jones's naval boner has stretched three leagues longer. Just oh, this guy is ready to. His hat has his hat has three extra plumes. You guarantee he's got an entire peacock coming out of his hat. <laughs> he is ready to skewer the English all the way from across the Atlantic fucking ocean. So this one man, one man boat army. No, he's he's collected other boats at this he's point. Got it's a, not a, it's no longer a single single boat just attacking the the greatest navy the world has ever seen. 
It's a small gang of boats, essentially. It's a small gang okay. of boats with one so decent it's a, boat So it's a, a, a small cadre of boats yeah. going up against the most powerful navy the world has ever seen. It's really like a small clique of playground bullies trying to fuck up the, the teacher lounge. Like What we're saying here is that they couldn't take on the Pepsi Navy, let alone the fucking British Navy. There, there you go. In 1779... Jones would go down in history as one of the greatest revolutionary commanders, excuse me, one of the greatest naval commanders of the Revolutionary War. He's about yeah, to try and sail a ship. A ship? What? No, no, is he down to one? He's down to one now? Did we yeah. just discuss this? Double checking my notes, he's one ship. God damn it! <laughs> All the way to the UK and sink an entire English shipping yard. Okay, now. Okay, He's ambitious. Guys, no, no, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, He's got sure. big dreams. Uh-huh, he's got high hopes, yes, high hopes. He's got a I crew of yes-men. Yeah, no, he has a crew of suicidal men. <laughs> what are you talking about? How are you, what is your plan here, honey? It's not like you've got torpedoes. What you, are you going to do? You couldn't find this much confidence in the crew that kamikaze Pearl Harbor. Just This is, this is literally just, I mean, it is the most insane. Uh, uh, so what is his plan? What is he going to do? He's going to get to British docking yards and sink all of the ships in the middle of the night. That's his plan. I'm going to sail gonna, in there and fuck up England. I'm going to fuck up the country. So basically, all of America, the Boston Tea Party works one time, and they just assume, like, fuck it, we can pull this off every single time. Exactly. Yeah. You run a trick play one time. You don't keep going back to that well every down. In fairness, Nathan, roleplay England, are you prepared for one man and one boat to come ambitiously attack your entire I fucking mean, dock? I mean, all right, back to, back to our accurate history simulator of civilization. Uh-huh. I get it. I he may you know what? He may take a couple of bombard rounds. But at some point I'm going to turn around with my biggest navy in the world and go, "That's one boat. We have 40 boats. We should make our boats murder his boat." It could take me a couple turns, but I'll get it done before he one man kills my entire navy. En route to raid British shipping as one man. This is the fucking master chief of 17th, 18th century boats. <laughs> He's this the is, boat master chief. <laughs> seriously, this is fucking like a forward unto dawn. Let's go. I need a boat. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And John Paul Jones grabbed a bomb and flew towards the armada. I mean, this is, this is literally... This is Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum flying into the mothership. Like, what if you miss? What if you miss John Paul Jones? I won't. I mean, at this point, Jesus. <laughs> As he's en route to the dumbest shit imaginable, Jones's warship, the Bonholm Richard. Uh, oh come on! Named after Stop Benjamin it. Franklin. <laughs> the what? No. The what? The what? Named after Benjamin It wasn't called the Benjamin Franklin, so it the, wasn't named after Benjamin Franklin. It's, it's, essentially, this boat's name is Good Boy Richard in French. Essentially, oh, it's Good Boy Oh, it's Richard. a good, good boat boy. The good, good boat boys are coming to town, guys. Let's go. Good boat boy Ricard is on his way, and it's oh. named after Benjamin Franklin. I don't know if Richard was his middle name or some shit. But I, know, I mean, the poor Richard's all... I mean, I guess it could be like a weird illusion, but still... Came head to head with the most powerful English warship in the entire planet. 
The HMS. It didn't even need to. It could have been like their fourth best, and this would still be a massacre. He, their one ship, their Bonhomme, their good boy boat, runs into the HMS Serapis off the North Sea. That just sounds badass. They run into the biggest fucking English ship, the biggest ship, period. Cue the rival theme because the two start circling one another. I don't like 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 oh no, you've been oh you've been spotted in the tall grass. Dude, 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 dude. What the hell is he what are you gonna do? After I've played battleship, this doesn't end well. For the next three hours, they fire no. at one another. Stop it. No. Why does the big one not just go, I'm going to run you over? For the next three hours they shoot at each other. Um Jones's cannons get destroyed. I mean, their their guns are gone. Um, okay. Okay. Now they're outgunned. So Jones. Um, well, yeah. Since the one guy doesn't have guns, that definitely yes. Now you've now brought a boat to a gunfight. So Jones says, "Ram them," and they. Of course they do. Of course they, they do. They turn the sails. They pick up speed. And if they, there's one thing the Benjamin Franklin boat is good at, it's ramming into it's stuff. It's jamming its battering ram into the just, innocent just hull of its rifle. In and out of, of random French whores. So the Ben Franklin ship fucks the other ship with its uh -huh. boat dick. And they are strategically <laughs> tied together now. They ram... There's nothing strategic about this! <laughs> with the two ships attached at point-blank range, the British begin saying... They just say, all right... Cool. Thanks for bringing your ship to us, and they start uh, blowing they, the fuck just, out of it. You just parked your ship in our ship. <laughs> so they use their cannons and blow the, the the good boy boat to pieces. Good, good, good. I'm imagining now. I'm imagining now our guy with his entire peacock hat standing on like one plank, just like go boys. Forward. He, and, he and all of his boys are tight roping it on the on the ropes. That's oh, all. That's left. Oh, the they're American all just up in the crow's nest together, like oh yeah, stack, stay the course. The American flag has been lost in this cannon fire. They blew apart the mast. The flag is gone. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that's that's basically like if your flag's gone, oh, shit, you've lost. No, yeah, no. In in, in imperialist, uh, in, in, in the good old ages of imperialism, your flag was everything. It, it was a, all imperialism was was a giant game of capture the flag. Uh, and uh, and it, it just led to a lot, a lot of flag-based shenanigans. But consider this uh, the first instance of America's not giving a shit about imperialist tradition because uh, the British captain approaches and says to Jones, are you ready to surrender now? Uh, and Jones says, dude, I haven't even started fighting. <laughs> what? No, you lost all your guns and you parked your boat in their boat. Stop it. So... The, the literal quote is, sir, I have not yet begun to fight, but I like mine ah, better. It's a, no, well, you, you, sure, yeah, because one of them is the one of is a, a wildly famous quote, and the other one is, I don't know, whatever you said. <laughs> so Jones and his entire crew bombard the enemy vessel with grenades, with just fucking thrown explosives. You mean sticky? You mean sticky grenades? Because yes. again, yes, yes, this I do. Is, he's master chiefing this. <laughs> so throwing plasma grenades onto the boat uh -huh. and whipping out his energy sword, they start a melee. That, I mean, at this point, at, at not it would be less surprising, honestly. It, li it literally, though, it does go into a melee. Uh, oh, the, yeah, of course it does. The I've, seen boat, I've seen boat battles. And the Americans win. Shut the fuck up. The Americans win. How? How? Was everybody asleep and or drunk? 
uh, I, I mean, the British might have blindfolded themselves because they are the best goddamn warship on the seas. Reasonably, they shouldn't lose to anything. So they were probably no. like, all right, everyone shoot up your heroin. Let's go into this fight. This is that. This is like when you're playing Risk and you roll like nine guys in against their one guy and their one guy just straight sixes your entire <laughs> army down. Like, he's like, stop it! If there's one thing the I love about this podcast. The first four times it was funny, now it's stupid! If I had to pick one of the dozen things I love about this dear show of mine, uh, it's it's the amount of Civ and Risk references we make frequently. <laughs> I mean, we're a history-based podcast. Those are the only two history-based games in existence. It, it, it just makes sense. So, uh, the the British defeated uh, the captured Brits and victorious Americans all gathered together as brothers to watch the uh, good boy Richard sink into the North Sea because that ship is uh, fucked. That, well, um, yeah, a little bit. I thought it was parked inside the big British ship at this point. Yeah, they let it go. They, they okay, pushed it away. Okay, okay, okay. So the Serapis is another new ship, or Serap <laughs> Serapi, or whatever however the fuck. Ah, uh, the, the the HMS Big Boy. Welcome to the Cock and Bull. Names don't matter. They sailed no, to no, the island. Not. They sailed to the island Dutch port of Texel. <laughs> Texel. <laughs> sure. Welcome it's to the Dutch. Cock and Bull. Names getting, don't matter. We're not getting that one. Which was run by the neutral Dutch United Provinces. Officials from the United Kingdom argued. That Jones was a pirate since he had sailed a captured vessel flying no known national ensign. I again the entire designation. Are you a pirate? No. You don't have a flag. Well, <laughs> son of a bitch. So Jones, offended by the very idea, had his crew quickly come up with the new ensign for them to fly. Oh god, they threw a flag. They just drew a dick, didn't they? They just drew a dick on a white on a flag and they're like, ha, here's our flag now. They didn't draw a dick, but they didn't draw an American flag because they couldn't remember what it looked like. I mean, honestly, can anybody? Can anybody? <laughs> I mean, it's, Our it's, fucking it's president of, can't. I mean, no. I mean, realistically. It's like the national anthem. You do the first couple words, and it's like... Ah, and For you just kind of go with the motions. For reference... um, Google the Serapis flag if you feel the need to. This flag, I'm about to describe it, featured 13 stars on a blue field uh, and yeah. alternating red and white and blue stripes. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's literally the flag oh. that Trump drew where he just fu fucking oh. put blue in. This into the is uh this is a this is a thing. What Honestly, it's just kind of an assault on logic and common sense. Like, <laughs> pick a pattern and stick to it. This one is... No, why are there the two random and then the... All right, I'm like, all right, well, there's one and there's two and then... Why are there the three? What the fuck? There's no coherent order. It's not red, white, and blue. It's it's like they just... Ah, uh, there's two reds. Ah, uh, there's three blues. It's weird. It, so the, it is absolutely the jazz of flags. I mean, they're, they, just, they're just making it up as they go. This is a prog rock flag. So the Dutch... Oh, yeah now holding an official ensign to enter into records, could thankfully uh, allow them to dock without any uh, you know, legal repercussions. So the, the Serapis was repaired, and Jones had successfully withheld Britain's mightiest warship from wreaking havoc on the U.S. The Revolutionary War was won on September 3rd, 1783. Uh, I, I can't. They actually did it. They, they literally just, like... One man behind enemy lines sunk, like, the most important ship of the entire war. Yes. They didn't sink a, a British dockyard exactly, but, I mean, they they no. intercepted the fucking final boss of boats they, and killed no, him. Yeah, they, 
they absolutely just uh just jumped in and turned that into that is that is that is that is so dumb that is so dumb i can't even i i got nothing that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard after the war ended the continental navy was dissolved due to a lack of funds well, yeah, I mean, as the war's over, we don't need to pay you anymore. Come on now. Now, they said, quote, Jones, we don't have the funding for you and your crazy bullshit. <laughs> End quote. Yeah. Must yeah, have been. Right. I think that was a Thomas Jefferson, if I'm being honest. That, that absolutely sounds like something TJ would go, yeah. So Jones set off for new adventures. Looking for a similar line of work, he headed off to Russia. Uh, and there yeah! he, he briefly battled the Turks as a naval mercenary. As you do. So, Nathan, how do we feel about this guy? Um. Well, uh, let let let's list his pro qualities. Pro yes. qualities. Uh, killed British people. Yes, always a good thing in always all of human thing. history. On the on the grand scope of human history, you're almost always okay killing the British. Yes. Um. Uh, he joined the Russians. Uh, you can go either way. Uh, pre pre revolution, they weren't the nicest, so that may that may be going downhill. He has a badass quote that he probably didn't say to his name. That's always fun. Those are appreciative things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far on the, he's also a clinically insane person, and uh, and those that always gets you bonus points in my book. So in Russia, he had a he had a friend. Did he? Yeah, a um, it was a sex friend. Like a frequent he, sex friend. He had a fuck buddy is what you're saying. She was a 12-year-old prostitute. Oh, yeah. That's the... Yes, 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 yes. Now yes. think about it. Is this really so bad? I mean, he was sailing boats at 12. <laughs> She's how, how fucking 30 years... How old was he at this point? Uh, he was born in the 1740s, so like 50 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the stuff. He's a merchant ah. marine. She's fucking 50-year-old dudes. What? Uh-huh. You you tell me where this is wrong because I don't see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Jones And was, this is, this is, yeah. Jones was like, um, bragging about this at parties, like boasting about it. Um, I mean, I, I, why not at that point? I mean, what else do you, I, I sunk the biggest boat in the history of time where I'm fucking a prepubescent girl that I've paid. Ha ha! And if she were a prostitute, there's really nothing to be said about it. That was um, disgustingly legal, if not looked yeah, down upon. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of me going and bragging that I, I got McDonald's today, guys. <laughs> guys, guys, I went to a place and did the thing that they do and exchanged the goods for the service they have. Look at me! <laughs> but Jones, um, Lord knows what really fucking happened here, uh, was accused of actually not paying a 12-year-old prostitute, but instead just fucking a random 12-year-old girl. Um, yeah, but yeah, molesting a child. Not, not like having a prostitute. So, um... Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, because it would be better if she was doing it of her own, if she was an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Those allegations, um, whether or not they're actually true, uh, drove Jones just to leave the country, because again, this is what mm, innocent people do. Good idea. Yep, yep. You run from the murder, and you most definitely turn around before Chris Hansen shows up in this situation. Yep, 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 yep. So to be clear, um, he's fleeing Russia on allegations of raping a 12-year-old. It's like a reverse Roman Polanski. Isn't that nice? It, oh, ooh, that's yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's, so, that's the good stuff right there. So now that we've established he's definitely not a uh, controversial human being. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> he temporarily settled in Paris and made plans to return to America. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, Benny Franks. You hang out. He 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 was in he was in France. We get it. So while in Paris, uh, Jones's health took a turn for the worst. 
Oh no! What shall happen of our great hero? On July 18th, 1792, he was found dead in his apartment. Uh, presumably the coroner didn't say he died of shame of being a fucking devil man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this has been a fun downturn back half of the year. You really brought yeah. me up and now you just brought you brought me back down. Yeah. Uh, he was laid to rest. It, it, it's important to note they actually did not know what killed him. They just said he, he, they, he, his humors were out of whack. It was the sev- It was the late 1700s. They didn't know what killed anybody. I mean, cannon blast Short knocking of- your head. Cannon blast knocking your head off would still be inconclusive <laughs> in that time. Short of someone admitting that they stabbed the man in the chest, they couldn't really determine it. No, so, even then, even then, there was something else going on. It wasn't that. It was it was infe- it was infection from the bleeding because we didn't put leeches to the wound. He was laid to rest in a French cemetery, uh, but the plot of land was later just sold and forgotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's Jim Morrison. Everyone good gets uh, buried in France, as is deserving to be just you know buried and then forgotten where you're buried. Um, over a hundred years would pass before the U.S. was able to uh, remember John Paul Jones was a dude and then asked to find where his body was. But so, why? But why? Like, why? Nathan, why she could, Nathan, she could have just been a prostitute, and that's fine. That part, mm-hmm. would, then it would be fine. Yes, that was the contentious part of the equation. Was whether or not she was a prostitute and not that she was a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because 12-year-olds very well understand contract law and the importance of it. After much research and opening three identical lead coffins, uh, his body was finally found and exhumed. How the fuck could you tell? Of it, without a peacock hat and a, and a giant, giant chlamydia-ridden just junk area, how could you tell? Ten R. Kelly albums in his coffin. That's how they figured ah, it out. Ah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So to the surprise of French pathologists, uh, Jones's body was excellently preserved. Oh, good. That's good, how good, they good. could tell who he was. Oh, yeah, they opened it up. Oh, yeah, no, he definitely doesn't look like a shriveled up mummy man. No, no, this is definitely that guy that we definitely don't have pictures of. If you're morbidly curious, you can Google pictures of his mummy. Not! I'm not. Not at all. I mean, not even a little bit. I mean, it, you know, it's, it, it's just a mummy. Just a mummy. Like I'm about to say, you know what it probably looks like? A mummy man. Yeah, it just looks I've like a mummy. mummy man. Just like a like a mummy in like a Revolutionary War outfit. Like so a like, beef like a beef jerky man with a peacock hat. Basically, it's got some hair, but like, Ugh. you know, I do this so Ugh. you don't have to. His initial autopsy concluded that the cause of death was kidney failure, with later clinical studies believing his condition was exacerbated by heart arrhythmia. What? Stop! Just stop! You're just making it up. It's just you just I, you know no one can call you on it, and so you can just make it up at that point. Who li- the fuck's gonna fact check you? <laughs> Listen, I'm not, but some doctor definitely made it up. Oh, it definitely looked like he had uh he he might have had diabetes. Yep, yep, definitely had the definitely had the beetus. Look at this shriveled corpse. His heart was beating weird. I bet. I <laughs> prove me wrong, libtards. Yes. That EKG that we would invent in in, uh, in 200 years definitely would have helped in this situation. Somebody tasted him. You know someone tasted him to figure it out. They're like, mm. uh, <laughs> mm. Mm. This tastes like arrhythmia. Definitely sounds like Yes, a thing. I am yeah. a doctor in the 1890s. That is absolutely French corner behavior. Yeah, that, that jives. The United States received Jones' remains and buried them in a tomb inside the chapel of the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh... 
My God. That, nothing about what he did sounds like smart boat boy stuff. Why are you putting that in the boat school? He was the first boat boy. You gotta put him there. I get it, but he was a bad, objectively bad boat boy. He took a boat, got that boat sunk. I mean, that's just a bad boat man. Okay, listen, the man fucked a 12-year-old. We cannot deny that he didn't beat the final boss of boats. I think that may be an exaggerated tale. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not. I'm going to say that that boat was sinking, and he just kind of (laughs) showed up and made up the rest of the story as he went. Now that he fucked a child, I'm starting to think he didn't do any of that cool shit. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that this was like the Titanic hit the iceberg, it's going down, and then as it's like nose is poking up, he just like kicked it and went, ha ha! I've delivered the killing blow. Commissioned in 1991, the USS John Paul Jones... Uh, if if this boat serial number means anything to you, that DDG really s- five three, the uh, the US, the John Paul Jones just sounds like a weird '80s prog rock band again. Like we're right <laughs> we're right back to it. Uh, is the latest battleship named in honor of Jones? Uh, three previous battleships were also named after him, and apparently. Uh, the name USS Kidfucker was rejected, so... Yeah, yeah, if you're on that boat, like, at some point, like, you know... Oh, where's that boat? Boat only sails to Thailand. It's weird. <sighs> only, Ooh. only going to Thailand. You have been listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it. Uh, we want to thank Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song, There Were Buffalo on the Ark, off the album Cholera. Nathan, you got any plugs? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, always, always, yes, Mark's Madness, ladies and gentlemen, people, uh, if you're listening to this live, and, and, yeah, however, if you're listening to this live, where the fuck are you hiding in my podcast, fuck you, um, but, uh, if you're listening to this on the week of February the 7th, uh, we are coming to the final chapters of our first round of Mark's Madness, finally, the six-month, uh, National Nightmare is coming to an end, I finished that goddamn hell book. Um, and, uh, if you don't want to have to listen to 40 hours of it, uh, the episode coming out this week on chapters 26 and 33 basically just sums up the whole thing. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a nice thesis. It's a nice rounded thesis. You don't know! You don't listen to it, you liar! Uh, you've given me a teaser and I'm going to listen to it because I certainly don't want to listen to 40 hours of this hell book you've described. Spencer, do you have any plugs? Not yet. <laughs> well, damn it, that's feels anticlimactic. No, I've got cooperative effort if you want to listen to that. That's about like... Uh, that was a good two, one. That's, that's a good two, one. That's two or three hours if you want to kill some time. I've got a Twitch channel. It's uh, Daddy Dunk. Uh, my girlfriend and I are playing the Ocarina of Time, but we've scrambled the code around, so it's all randomized. We also play Paper Mario every once in a while. Anyway, that's uh, you should check that out if you want. Uh, what else? Also, I've got a new podcast on the way, but more on that next week. I fucking teed you up for that. You act like nothing happened, and then you come in on the back and fuck you, fuck Zelda, fuck all this. <laughs> Next week. Or-